You are listening to Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda. This podcast is brought to you by Know the Self Mystery School, activating men and women to live with purpose. It was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off your most precious life force, your sexual energy. The mantras we sing in the beginning and end of each episode are ancient Sanskrit prayers to invoke the brightest light of truth and to liberate us from our fears. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. Right after my awakening, I lost all my money. My partner, he lost all his money. Both of us were dirt broke and we were deciding to like live off of barter and we were kind of couch surfing. I mean, mind you, we did have a lot of, we knew a lot of wealthy people who had second homes and things like that. So we were living quite large, but we had zero money. Like we just had enough for food and living off credit. And we started to like get back into things after the Kundalini explosion. If any of you have had a Kundalini awakening, you know, the first thing that goes is your finances. And um, so we were in that process and, you know, I started doing these like manifestation mantras to Lakshmi, the goddess Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth. And um, my husband, he, he knew how to buy uh, used cars really well. So I needed a car. And so he bought me um, a Mercedes. It was this gold Mercedes and it, it was spotless on the outside, but it was one of these titles that, uh, what is it called? Uh, salvage titles. So it had lost its value because I guess it was in an accident. I don't know. Anyway, he got the Mercedes for like $1,500. It's literally the cheapest car we could buy, but it was gorgeous. And it looked like, um, like a newer model, like a five-year-old Mercedes um, sedan. So we, he gives me this gold car and I called it Maha Lakshmi. I put a big Lakshmi sticker on the back and I was cruising, like I am in abundance and, but I had never driven a Mercedes before. And I drove to go pick up a friend of mine in uh, Oakland in the East Bay. And I'm waiting for her in the parking lot and some neighbor gets out of a eh, nice newer truck. Um, and she gives me a dirty look. She just like gives me this glaring look like, what are you rich girl doing in my neighborhood? And I was so shocked. And I was like, oh my God, she's doing that because of the car. And then she walked by and I rolled down the window because I wanted to say something to her because I wanted to say like, hey girl, no, I'm like you. This is just like, <laughs> this is just my new ride, you know? <laughs> I rolled down the window and she looks over at me and she's like, nice car. And I said, yeah, you want to know how much I got for I got for it? And she's like, oh, 20 grand, 30 grand. I was like, no, but it is cheaper than your truck. And she's like, then she, she changed. Her whole face changed. Like she went from looking at me like this horrible rich girl that was in the wrong neighborhood to like, wait, what, what's your secret? <laughs> and I said, uh, no, it was only $1,500. 
and she fell over and then she just started chatting with me and all of a sudden she was like wanted to be my new best friend and I was like that was so fascinating she went from hating me and like looking at me like this horrible um rich woman in the wrong neighborhood to like what's your secret I said do you want to drive a Benz like would you drive a Benz if you could she's like yeah I can (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh well and like when you um so you being a spiritual teacher and tell like what we were talking about earlier about how like you started using F-bombs. Oh yeah, I did that Because people were like, oh, she's so whatever. Yeah, the minute I started teaching, you know, it wasn't really something I wanted to do. I was asked to do it and it kept coming up again and again. And I found myself, you know, on stage number of times and and I kept hearing in my meditation, I was supposed to teach, but I thought, well, someone with my background, with my past, like, I can't be a spiritual teacher. And I started to teach and everyone just started treating me like, um, I don't know, like I was a monk and some holier than thou thing. And it started feeling really weird and disjointed. Like, I don't think they really see who I am. And they're, they're putting me on this pedestal that felt really weird. Like at any moment, they're going to like throw eggs at me or like knock me down so I said you know what I'm just gonna be myself and I started throwing f-bombs and that (laughs) that really shocked people like why is she swearing all of a sudden she's so she's so angry and she's you know what what has gotten into her she's possessed or something I'm like no I was always like this like you just you're only seeing what you want to see you're just seeing yeah maybe it maybe in certain times, um, you know, I don't think that we should just swear all the time, or I don't want to be throwing F-bombs all the time, but sometimes I do. It's really effective to just shock people mm-hmm. out of the, the conditioning and the mm-hmm. box that they're putting yeah. me in. And that's really why I was doing it. It's like, stop putting me in that box. I'm not, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to, to, shift your reality because all these stereotypes and labels you're giving me um they're too limiting for for my spirit it felt suffocating yeah i've experienced i've had a lot of those experiences too it's uh it's uncomfortable and i've also done the same thing with the f-bomb because a lot of time well okay and of course you know the the f-bomb can be you should never say that (laughs) the f-bomb can be completely misused you know by by very sick people even or just you know it can be a sign of of sickness but also it can be a spiritual path like it can be a spiritual (laughs) Spiritual growth I'm not kidding like because it's true like you I've had to do the same thing I mean just I even I've noticed even just to get closer to somebody that I've just met, I'll drop an F-bomb. And it it instantly kind of like, you know, I mean, depending on who you're talking to, but it, it can develop instant rapport. <laughs> <laughs> like when you said, don't put me in an F-bomb. Don't put me in an F-bomb. <laughs> now we're like embarrassed to say it. Sometimes we say it in here on accident and now it's like, I feel very shy. It's not the appropriate moment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it, but not use it. Yeah. And what about the story about the soccer mom story? Oh yeah. That was so funny. I, I was teaching um, one of my first classes in the mystery school to Americans and it was 
I remember it was these like younger millennial girls and they were super hip and a little bit punk. And I thought that they like got me and I had just come from India. So at that point, you know, my hair was long. I was dressing more calm, you know, ever, ever since I went to India, I had to change my whole style before living in San Francisco in my twenties, I was a total cyberpunk. I had piercings, punky hair you know, crazy cyber clothes all the time. And then I moved to India and I had to like release my fashion style and become sort of this like bohemian chic Indian thing. And so I came back to the Bay and I was a little confused about my style. Like I didn't really know what to wear. I felt sort of awkward, but I was just like, well, you know, I've been stripped of all my, um, you know, fashion icon style and this is just like plain Jane me and at the end of the um class or one in one of the classes I was telling them about my cyberpunk uh an experience I had in in that time of my life and she saw a photo she's like can I see a photo and I showed her a picture of me and she just freaked out and she's like oh my god I'm Aaliyah I totally had you pegged as a soccer mom. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> first, first like mom and then soccer mom. Like you saw me like married with a picket fence and kids in a van and like going and dropping kids. Yeah, I totally thought that's who you were. And I couldn't stop laughing. And I gave her the hugest hug because it was kind of like I had achieved something because all my life I was outcast as a freak as a like as a punk as too extreme and I I felt like I had finally um graduated to normalize myself that normal reality could embrace me like normal people could embrace me and here was this punk rock chick calling me a soccer mom I it was just like it was the most comical moment like I wasn't offended at all I was like oh, I did it I finally succeeded at um normalizing myself to the point of soccer mom so and well, then you shaved your head a couple years uh, yeah later. and then I, I, I was like I don't like the soccer mom I am a punk don't put me in a fucking box <laughs> And then there's Sasia, <laughs> who used to have like blonde hair. Then I had red hair. Jenna, Jennifer, yes. Jenny, Jen. I had, I had Jen. yes, very blonde hair. Jen doesn't swear. I've had different hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen does not swear. Jen's a good girl. And then she dyes her hair, cuts her bag, <laughs> and wears black. Watch out. Oh, oh yeah, I did wear white, all white from head to toe for, for a while. Yes. But okay. I, one of the things that I loved about you the most was just that even though you were a spiritual teacher, you were nothing like a spiritual teacher. And that's <laughs> the whole reason why I like, I remember when I would go to India and I'd say, oh, I'd come back and say, oh yeah, I, I went to India for a few months. People were like, oh really? <gasps> Who did you study with? What did you? And I'm like, I wasn't there to see any damn gurus. I was yeah. just there. Like what? You think I go to India to like worship a, a guru or something, you know? But anyway, just the fact that you were always so grounded and so like nothing like what you would think of is like that's the reason why I was even able to digest like your like you know your who you are and be able to listen to I can't I can't even listen to hardly any other like I can't even my 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 dolphin 
sonar <laughs> just shuts down like you're the frequency of <laughs> like I but you oh like but you thought things about me you were like you've said things oh, like yeah. that you thought <laughs> I was like okay I'm a I'm an anomaly is that what she is, is an anomaly <laughs> she's not what she seems <laughs> there's so many layers and levels and mysteries and always a moment of wow yeah Amelie I thought I was like what did you think I was <laughs> I'm too I was, you thought I was dangerous you are ninja. <laughs> she brings out the naughty side in everyone, but it's it's in such a sweet, innocent but way. But I'm like, yeah, I don't even mean to do it. And then you're like, you're doing this. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even thinking that. It's so cute. And then she's like, but, but I, no. <laughs> Remember that time when um, I was at my neighbor's house and um, amazing people and they were like oh let's let's have like a cocaine party like and I was like oh that sounds fun because like I've never done cocaine <laughs> I don't know what it is and so I was like oh I just had the best time my neighbor's house I just love him so much and and like you know so and so he said like oh we're gonna have a cocaine party and you freaked out on me you freaked out on me I was, I you, you were like you thought I was I was like what you should do cocaine like this is not you can't do that you're out of the school <laughs> I, I, I was like wait what does that mean like cocaine party like what I it, and you're like no no it cocaine parties are like people have sex with each other and they like things you were telling me that. I was like goes. what yeah I was like what Oh my God, no, <laughs> like, I didn't know. You were I don't, so I seem like I'm some like, but I'm not, I'm just Jenny from the block. She's <laughs> just Jenny from Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, we are all anomalies. I wonder if all women are so multi-layered and faceted, but do you think it's my breasts? <laughs> <laughs> I think people put me in a box because of my breasts. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I've got big ones and I have a small body and but I have the smallest breasts in my whole family, just for the record, very much smaller than the rest of my family. <laughs> She's kind of obsessed with them. I am not. Um, <laughs> oh, everybody We're going to cut this out anyway. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I do. I feel like I'm, I have felt a little put in the box about that. Yeah, I'm sure, especially as a blonde. All of it. So no, she's not. The way I look, I am put in a box. I Don't put me in a fucking box! <laughs> <laughs> I think they heard that. Um, I remember when I was in my 20s, I used to get so, like, have this need to constantly keep people on their toes. So I would change my hairstyle and hair color a lot. And people who knew me well wouldn't recognize me. And they would, you know, introduce themselves to me. I'm like, it's me. Oh, wow. I I don't know. I have changed my look, but I never thought about like keeping people on their toes. But that, yeah, I guess if you feel put in a box, that's a good. Well, look. it makes people very uncomfortable when you're not what they think you are. And I honestly think this is kind of, um, it's a problem. Like if you, 
even if you're close to someone, whether it's your best friend or a family member or your partner, like don't assume you know everything about them and they are who you think they are. Like let them surprise you, let them be mysterious because I think that's what keeps us actually engaging and seeing the whole person and not just assuming like they're this limited scope of a person. But even like a career, like if you, um, I don't know, like if you're a fireman for, for your career, you're not allowed to be a violinist or something. Like that would be sort of like, oh, you're a violinist, but no, you're a fireman. I don't, I don't like boxes. I say, let's bust the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious if you guys have felt that you've been put in a box, which labels you don't like or feel like you've outgrown. I mean, we get put in all kinds of boxes, like from our religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or um, political beliefs, obviously, like oh, we had a whole right. episode Let's on stop that. stop putting each other in boxes over that, please. Like just because you don't want to wear a mask doesn't mean you like Trump or support him or agree with him. Could be for a totally different reason. Or just because you wear a mask doesn't mean you're liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are the other things? I mean, so many things. Anyway, tell us in the comments, you guys, what boxes you're sick of being put in. Maybe it's even your name or your family or your social status. So let's bust some boxes. Yes, bust the box. <laughs> bust the box. See you next time. Bye. To learn about our life enhancing courses and transformational retreats, you can find us on social media at Know the Self or visit our website, knowtheself.com. See you next time. Bargo Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo.